Are you leaving your team members or your company in the dark? There's a high cost to not communicating. Stay tuned to learn more. Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to this episode of Team Success. Today, we're going to talk about the high cost of not communicating. And I have become aware, as I kind of look around at some recent events that have happened in our own company and then in some of my clients' companies and teams, about there really is a high cost when people are not communicating. So let's talk about some of those examples, and I think you'll understand why. I think this is a really relevant topic. So When I'm talking about not communicating, I'm talking about not sharing what's true, not sharing what's real, not sharing future plans, not letting people know kind of what you're up to, what your thoughts are. So that's what I mean by not communicating. So one-on-one, it has one impact, but there's also another version when we don't do it at a company level. So we're going to talk about both of those examples. So let's start off when we leave people in the dark about a couple of key things. When we leave people in the dark about their own performance, when we don't give them feedback about what's working or what's not working, they don't actually know how to win. They don't know how to be successful. They don't know how to be in alignment with what you know you want to have happen. So that's one form of not communicating that I see and hear of a lot. I mentioned this in previous podcasts, but the word assume comes to mind. We tend to assume that people get it or they remember it from when we said it four months ago. Something I've listened to recently, I'm going to have to remember what that was, said you need to repeat your message five to ten times. I think this is actually from medical school. If they haven't heard it five times, they haven't heard it once which was really, really interesting. Like repetition, repetition, repetition is critical in terms of really articulating what you want from people. There's another cost, and I've actually seen this in a couple of examples now, where certain companies and certain teams have not given others feedback in terms of what wasn't working. And there could be lots of reasons why this didn't happen. Maybe this person was super nice. Maybe they just thought the person should know already. But there was just this lack of feedback for a long, long, long time. So certain habits got kind of entrenched. And as the company moved ahead, this person had no new information on which to go on. And so they ended up not keeping pace. But that was hard. And it's actually, again, a couple of examples I can think of for this right now. So that's kind of, in some ways, it's kind of nasty. It's the cost of not doing something. You know, there's communicating poorly, and that definitely has an impact. But the cost of not communicating means that, you know, things happen to people, people that are nice people, people that we care about, people that are making a contribution, that just gets kind of missed. So I kind of want you to be aware that whatever our reasons are for not communicating, they're probably not good enough. (laughs) Just saying you might want to think about that. Now, I noticed this on a company perspective with entrepreneurs a lot, and that is that until things are all sorted, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, entrepreneurs tend to be reluctant to communicate specifically what the company is up to or a new direction or a new way that things are happening or how things are being organized or a meeting or a leadership structure, you name it, fill in the blank. And what's interesting is when the team, and I've, again, talked to lots of people on both sides of this issue, when the team senses that something is going on, but they don't know what it is, and it's crickets from the meeting room or the boardroom, they start to make it up. And they make it up wrong, and they make it up worse, they make it up negative. So 
And this is challenging because often as leadership, you know, things are not sorted yet and they could change. And you're like, oh, I don't want to give the team the wrong direction. I don't want to tell them something that's not going to be true. But if they know that something's being hashed out, they're going to assume it affects them and they're going to assume it's negative. Just saying, that needs to be your basic assumption. (laughs) Now, maybe it's not even about them. Maybe it has something to do with something completely different. Maybe it has to do with a client that doesn't have any connection with their part of the business at all. But if people hear loud voices or debates and the doors are closed a lot or certain people are always in a certain meeting, they're going to make it up and they're going to make it up wrong. So you want to be very conscientious of the impact of that and say, you know, sometimes she's like, you know what, guys, we are hashing through something that's really challenging. I have no idea what the conclusion is going to be yet, but I promise we'll work it out. And as soon as we do, we'll let you know. And then the team's like, oh, okay, good luck. (laughs) Anything I can do to help, you know, and they'll be supportive because you've filled them in, you've clued them in that you're hashing something out, even if you really can't say what it is. You know, you've let them in on the process. You let them know that, you know, whatever result that happens, it will be good for the company. You just haven't quite figured out what direction to go in. That means you need to be a little bit vulnerable. You need to be willing to say, we don't know yet. And very few leaders... Well, first of all, you've never been coached or told to say that. And then some of us are just reluctant to say it, period. We want to look like we've got our act together. We want to act like we know what we're doing, even when we don't. (laughs) I have to tell you, if you want to build trust and relationship with your team where they will back you no matter what, sometimes you need to say, I don't know, or we don't know. We are figuring it out. And they'll go, oh, wow, they're being really honest with me. I really appreciate that. You know, and we trust people who are vulnerable with us. You want to build rapport with a client? You know, you also share some things that are personal or some struggles or, you know, people really respect and trust people who share that. And that's how actually we build that kind of connection. So I want to kind of invite you to be a little bit more open, perhaps vulnerable, to use Brene Brown's term, you know, in terms of what you communicate to the team. And this is, again, where I think entrepreneurial companies differ from corporate institutions, is that we are constantly evolving. It's a flow. Sometimes it looks one way one day, different a different day. And people need to kind of, entrepreneurial team members who have an entrepreneurial attitude can roll with that. They're not little boxy people. And so letting them know it's like, hey, we're up against something, we'll figure it out, is really, really powerful. Now, I'm sure there's some exceptions to that. Companies being sold come to mind. But you know, you want to make sure that as much as possible, you can be as open as possible with your team. There's one other way that we've been talking about this at Strategic Coach, which I have found really, really fun. And this goes back to our tool, which is called the 4x4. And I'm excited because this is going to be one of the upcoming quarterly books. I'm very excited for you to have it. It's really all about how to simplify to multiply, particularly in the form of expectations and communication. So we talk about, you know, the four by four is four ways that people can be really productive in terms of their performance, which is alert, curious, responsive, and resourceful. It's also the results that you're after with them, which is that things are faster, easier, cheaper, and better or bigger. And very specifically, how they can be a hero. So this is how they can win with you. What are the four projects over the next 90 days that, you know, if they pull them off, you're like, yay, this will be incredible. You're winning at your job. Okay. Now, the part that people keep secret is box number four. Box number four is drives me crazy. (laughs) 
<laughs> so this is, you know, things that about you. So you would actually fill this out for another team member. That's version one. Version two is you actually fill it out on yourself. So this is what are you alert, curious, responsive, resourceful to? What areas of your performance and results are you going to make faster, easier, cheaper, and better? Four projects, four of your hero projects, in four ways that you know you drive others crazy. <laughs> That will take some self-introspection on your part. So when you fill it out on someone else to go back to version one, you can let people know the types of things that drive you crazy. And as Dan's been talking about in the workshop, this is kind of secret knowledge. Someone could be a rock star. They could be the most phenomenal team member ever, you know, God's gift to your company. But if they do any of those four things, you want them out the door yesterday which is a really interesting circumstance. So it's a little bit like a landmine that, you know, they step on it, everything explodes and they're gone, their history. But we keep this as secret knowledge. It's almost like we wait for people to trip up and all of a sudden they do something a certain way or they say something a certain way or they treat someone else a certain way and they, you know, they're gone. I'm being a little bit dramatic, but you get the point. But this happens. Tell me it hasn't happened to you. Really, I know it has. There's someone that you just thought was phenomenal and then they did this one thing, and but then it was over. <laughs> You're just done with them. So this is the thing. So when you actually put that down on paper, it is so revelationary. It's amazing when you share the four ways that people drive you crazy. Now, one of the ones that for me, it's also for Dan, is when things go into a black hole. Projects or communication, particularly for me, anything to do with clients, and it just goes into the abyss with no feedback or in project stall because people get stuck, but they never come back around so I can help solve the problem. That drives me crazy. When people are not honest, straightforward, and direct really drives me crazy. You know, so each of us have our little tripwires, things that if people were to do this is kind of a deal killer. And that's what you want to articulate to your team. So there's a speech that I'm planning to do in a few months. And this is one of the tools we're going to share because this is something that's true. Every entrepreneur, every team leader that I know, even team members, if there's a certain way that people do things, it's game over for that relationship, or at least it takes a lot to repair it. And that's what drives me crazy. But just think, Dan's done this with a couple of new people that he started working with, and he kind of slides this across the table, and the person immediately knows 12 ways that they can be a hero in terms of performance results and projects, and four ways not to mess up. This ties back to something that I've said before. Gallup has done just a ton of surveying of team members. And one of the main areas of dissatisfaction is people not knowing what's expected of them. This is another really interesting way to share what's expected of people and what's not, <laughs> not expected. So really interesting information to share. And if you are cognizant enough of yourself and self-aware, then you can share. These are the four ways that drive me crazy, even if you do no other part of this exercise, and I'm hopefully giving you enough you could write on a piece of paper. But even just saying, hey, these four things drive me crazy, and invite that from other people, what drives them crazy, and share. It's a pretty interesting conversation. And someone goes, oh, I may have been driving you crazy for a long time, right? And they go, yep. <laughs> So you can have those sorts of conversations, but it immediately puts you on a new footing and a much better area for teamwork. So this is a way of communicating those things that we have underneath, that we expect people to know, we expect them to be mind readers, and they're not. So very, very 
useful information to share, to know about yourself and to share. And what we've also discovered is that the way that anyone can drive you crazy is pretty consistent amongst different team members. So it's really about you. There are four probably ways that people do things in general that just drive you crazy. So let's let people know not to do them. Depending on the person, the other elements in terms of performance results and being a hero might change, but the drives me crazy is usually pretty consistent. So you'll have a quarter of it done if you happen to take on this project. So really really kind of fun to kind of look at, you know, how you can communicate that secret knowledge that you have. So I really want to encourage you to communicate, even when you don't have all the I's dotted and the T's crossed, even about information that's kind of personal, like what drives you crazy, even things about someone else that's driving you crazy, if they're not performing in a certain way, then you need to let them know. And this is something that I think is really important to share amongst your whole team. This is not just for leadership, this is for everybody. What's really great about one of our trainings that we've gone through, I've mentioned in the past, called The Collaborative Way, check it out at collaborativeway.com, is they have five ways of operating with one another. It's a communication technology or methodology that actually guarantees results. It allows companies to scale, which I think is such an interesting take on things, because I think of scaling, I think of technology, I think of products, but this is actually the communication that's required to scale. And the gentleman who dreamt it up and practiced on it with companies had a company that it knew it was going to go 100, 1,000 times. It also knew that the way it was structured in terms of how people communicate with one another wasn't going to work. And so he went and tried and tested all of these different structures and leadership ways of doing things. None of them really hit the mark. And then he came up with these five different processes. So without going into all of them, the first one is to listen generously, assuming positive intent from other people. The second one is to speak straight about reality. So this is about saying what's true. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have the collaborative way come into our company is because we're a really nice company. People are very nice. They're very kind. A lot of us are Canadian. That might have something to do with it. <laughs> Lots of I'm sorry. <laughs> that kind of thing happens. We're apologetic if we have to give people hard information. But it's interesting. I could just see where it was holding people back. People were not communicating with other people when someone else was doing something that drove them crazy or they were getting annoyed. And what happens is people just bypass one another. Well, there's no teamwork in a bypass. And if you're constantly getting bypassed, you're getting isolated and you don't even know it. You may wonder why things are challenging to get done through the company, but it's a little bit, to go back to another of my favorite analogies, you know, boiling a frog. Why anyone would want to do that, I have no idea. But you know, you throw a frog, apparently, in a pot of boiling water. I mean, whoever figured this out, it will jump out. It's too hot. It's an unsafe environment. How to do it is you put the frog in cold water, and then you slowly, slowly, slowly turn up the heat. Well, that's what happens when there's this constant not communicating pattern happening. People get kind of isolated and eventually they get cooked and they're not creating value anymore. So it does harm, I think is my bottom line. Not a healthy way to do things. So again, speaking straight is part of this. And part of the other assumption is being there for one another. And that's step three of Collaborative Way, by the way. And this is really important because as I'm speaking straight to someone, the assumption is, is we are for each other. You know, we're for what the company is up to. So there's an assumption that if I'm communicating with you, it's because I want you to win, not because I'm looking for you to fail. 
very different than a standard, you know, super competitive corporate environment. This is like, I'm here for you and for us, and here's what needs to be said. There's an enormous amount of power in that particular way of communicating. So just to wrap up these thoughts, there's an enormously high cost of not communicating that you can solve in a couple of ways. Number one is be clear even when you're struggling to figure something out. Let people know about their performance when it's working and also when it's not. Make sure that you are communicating your goals and what you're up to as a company so that your team can align with you so they can all be rowing the oars in the same time in the same direction. It's amazing how many companies just assume that their team knows what they're up to in terms of their purpose and their vision and their goals, and the company has no idea. Get it down to something really, really simple and just communicate it 5, 10, 15, 20 times, at which point it will stick. And give status updates. Make sure that you communicate with people where things are at, how you're making progress. And, you know, it's something as simple as get in the habit of communicating. If you're not going to be in your office, you know, put on the out of office on your email, you know, set expectations, get back to people. If you're going to be late, let them know. Get in the habit of communicating. I think some of us are in the habit of being mysterious about what we're up to, and I don't think that serves your teamwork in any way. And in fact, as I've learned and been learning, there's an incredibly high cost to that. So I hope this has awakened and inspired you to take some action to make sure that you communicate well. (laughs) Don't communicate poorly. You want to communicate well. But I know, I know just how much it will benefit your teamwork. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at questions at strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Mm -hmm.